It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay a while with Tommy Vincent is presented by Up On Game Presents. The podcast feed features a diverse lineup of shows featuring entertaining and authentic personalities with unique perspectives and opinions driven by sports and pop culture. Among the programs are Conversations with a Legend with LeVar Arrington. Stay a while with yours truly, Tommy Vincent. Pretty Left Hook, Straight Facts, What Are Those, Business of Esports, and Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, which is available on iHeartRadio and everywhere podcasts are heard. Put your bags down and pull up a seat. You are listening to Stay a While the Podcast with Tommy Vincent. We could talk loud, we could smile, keep it real, and it's all good. Wherever you are, pull up a seat to the table where we not only serve food for the soul, but provide you with the key ingredients to embracing your true, authentic self. Today we're serving up truth, y'all. Look, the hardest conversations to have is a truthful one with yourself. It may be difficult, but that doesn't mean that the words should go unsaid. We must be willing to go there in order to get where we desire to go. No one wins by lying to themselves. Once you've mastered being honest with yourself, external communication comes easy. Today's guest, Melissa Dawn Simpkins, takes her seat at the table to help us get real with the most important person in our life, ourselves. Taking her seat at the table, Melissa Dawn Simpkins. Let me tell you some things about my dear friend, Melissa. Melissa Dawn Simpkins is a personal brand leadership pioneer and trusted advisor to Fortune 100 organizations, C-suite executives, and influencers. Melissa is the founder of Velvet Suite, 
and the She Sweet community. She is a contributor to major media outlets and author of Brand Me, Make Your Mark, the ultimate playbook for personal branding. Melissa also is affectionately known as the first lady of branding. Thank you so much, Melissa, for taking your seat at the table today. I am delighted and looking forward to this conversation. I know that our listeners are in for a treat. I am honored to be here. This is this <laughs> is like, this is fun. This is not work. This is not an interview. <laughs> this is a conversation with a girlfriend and a woman I deeply admire. So Tommy, I'm happy to be here. So grateful. Absolutely. So before we get into um, our topic of the day, things never said the importance of communication and having hard conversations. I want to ask you a few questions about one of the loves of my life, and that is food. (laughs) (laughs) So first question, Melissa, is what food best describes your personality and why? Ooh, that's a great one. I think kale. And I know it's not like a fun food per se, but it is something I try to eat every day, get my green. (laughs) It's kind of hard on the outside. It's got a rough edges, but it's so good for you. Mm -hmm. And it's full of life. Anytime I eat kale, um, I feel my body comes to life. Like I literally feel it waking up. And so I think that's a good description of me. I want to bring life to people. I, I am a little rough in terms of just being driven, but at the end of the day, it's good for you. Absolutely. And I love how you brought in the aspect of one, the greens and how you immediately feel the life. But anytime I'm eating anything that is raw from the earth, mm-hmm. you just feel life, you know, you feel yeah. connected to something that it feels good going in and you really feel like you did a service to your body. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I love that description. Name one recipe that is special to you and why? Oh, that's a good one. So I have a new recipe that I found that I started using last year, which is an Italian cream cheesecake. And mm. it, my, my auntie would make them a lot. And I found this recipe online. And the person who wrote it is Melissa. And <laughs> I've made it. And I'm telling you, it like every year it gets better. Last year I made it for the first time. And everyone was like, this is good. This year, I don't think it made it past the day after Thanksgiving. Like the whole thing was gone. So it was just something that I love seeing people enjoy. As you know, your family, (laughs) loving your food, enjoying it, talking about it. My dad called me the next day and was like, let me just tell you, this was so good. (laughs) So that just made me, made my day to know that they love what I made. So that is my new favorite recipe. Okay. Has there ever been a time in your life when food was healing for your soul? I would say, yes. I feel like every time I take communion, it feels like it's healing for my soul. Mm-hmm. I think about my my walk with, with the Lord. Like if I think about one thing that I do that I feel brings life to me continually, it's communion. So that is one example. I think about my journey with um, fertility and finding ways to use food to heal my body and to go through that journey of coming through surgery, going through some of the challenges that I went through, um, just being a woman. And I found that 
becoming more aware of what food does to your body and how it impacts your body and how it can heal your body was like a huge, um, it's been a lifelong journey for me in, in terms of understanding that. So I think those are two examples where it's, it's fed my soul because it was, it was deeper than just eating and enjoying. Mm-hmm. It was about um, touching me in, in, in my spirit and in my, my body. Absolutely. Um, it's amazing how with food, food is one of those things we all need it. It's something that there's not a person in the entire world that can go without food. It's nourishment. It's a gift from God. It's, you know, it provides us energy and sustenance and it keeps us moving forward. But when you really understand the connection of food to your own personal body and what foods work for you, what foods don't work for you. There's really no one specific diet that works for everyone. So even when, you know, people are making um, diet choices, maybe to omit meat altogether or omit uh, carbs altogether. I think that that is such a, um, it can be dangerous because you're following behind it for reasons that may have you thinking one way, but ultimately does that work for your body? You still need to make sure you're providing your body the nutrients necessary and required. So on that line, talking about the nutrients required for us as individuals to be able to flourish, to receive the nourishment required in order for our body to function properly. I want to talk about this notion of communication and having those hard conversations. And what I've found is that the toughest conversation to have is the truthful one that is necessary for us to have with ourselves in order for us to shed anything in our life that is prohibiting us from becoming everything that God created us to be. So that is what I desire for us to talk about today, Melissa. And I know just based off of your experience in life, and I know professionally you are, you know, well-dressed, you have accolades and you have all of those things which you've accomplished But I know you could have never gotten to that place in your life without having those hard conversations with Melissa, the conversations that Melissa has when no one is around, when she's having those intimate moments with herself. I've had them. And so I want us to go there today for the listeners Mm -hmm. to provide them some food for their soul, to cause them to awaken and to come come to life. Is that okay with you? Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) It's going to be a good conversation. It is. Because I'm having these conversations with myself all the time. (laughs) Even last last night, laying in the bed. So this is perfect timing to have this talk. That was so perfect. Yes. (laughs) So what kind of communicator are you in general? What kind of communicator are you? I'm a very direct communicator. I am someone who loves to communicate. So communication is one of my love languages. I love to talk. I love to express, but I also love to listen. And in the listening, I tend to absorb a lot. So one of the conversations I've had to have with myself is how much I'm absorbing everyone else's voice, right? Mm -hmm. What everyone else is saying, what they think, how they feel about a situation, and really coming to a point of clarity of what 
do I believe and what do I sense and what do I feel? Um, and really stepping into courage to either believe that or to believe what everyone else says. So I think that that is one dimension of the conversation that you have to have. And I think it is important. You have to know what type of communicator you are because in knowing that you can understand if you are um, an avoider or if you're mm -hmm. someone who tends to suppress or express and understanding that communication style and also the limitations to that and the balance of that, I think helps you in beginning to have some of those real conversations because every communication style has a strength and a weakness. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand the balance of that and also how that impacts the people who, who you love and who are around you the most because their communication is not necessarily the same. Um, but even still taking all those messages, it's like, what do you really, are you really hearing yourself? Are you hearing other, other people's voices? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found that I'm like you, I am a direct communicator. And I also, it's really important for me coming out of conversations and discussions with other people that everybody had an understanding. So there's no gray area. We're leaving on the same page. And I know sometimes in my marriage and specifically me and Troy have two very different communication styles. So I'm like, no, we want, we going to talk about this until like repeat it back to me, like, you know, like, cause I want to make sure I want to make sure that, that, that you're hearing me and we're on the same page because when I walk away from a conversation, if there was any call to actions, any directives, I hit the ground running and I take what was given to me and I'm about to take it to a whole nother level and give it all kinds of life. And I've had to learn that, while that is my communication style, I still have to be flexible when I'm communicating with, with people who have different communication styles, mm -hmm. because it's not just about me getting all of that out and saying all I need to say, because that's ineffective mm -hmm. if the other person on the other end is not receiving it because I'm not speaking their language. Yes. Yes. I remember when I first got married and there were so many times that I was learning how to communicate effectively with, with, with Will, my husband. And for a while, I started to suppress some things, right? So I wasn't say, sharing everything. And then I got to a point where I'm like, no, that's not healthy. You have to let him know. And so it would boil up and then it would be like 1145 at night and I'd roll over like, we need to talk. And I would just go, duh, 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 duh. and what do you have to say? You want me to say? You want me to say? He's like, I need to sleep on it. And like, why do you need to talk about this at 11.45? Can this wait? I'm like, well, you don't think I'm important? You know, so then I go into the, all of that drama. And so I had to learn, like, number one, that wasn't the right time. Number two, you have to give people space to process. You know, mm -hmm. everyone is not as quick to respond as you are, you know. And so I've had to learn to practice my communication style in harmony with him and, and doing it in a way that gets us to the ultimate goal, which is right. Understanding, alignment, mm -hmm. you know, support. Um, and sometimes it's not even about the conversations, all these other things that we do that get us off the mark. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. There are many factors that influence our communication style, um, good or bad. We have these things that, that weigh in on how we've learned even how to communicate. Who or what has influenced your communication style? I would definitely first say my parents 
I think both, both of my parents are very strong communicators. And so obviously I saw how they modeled communication in the home. Um, so that I would say probably deeply influenced how I communicate. Um, I also was someone who was not a very strong communicator when I was in my earlier years. And I and didn't realize that that was actually one of my gifts. <clears throat> and I was very insecure when it came to speaking in public. So I started taking, my mom put me in forensics class and I think I was in the fifth grade. And that's where I started to learn how to do public speaking and how to present myself with confidence. And so I had a, a couple of teachers who were, I think, influential in that way. Um, I think those are probably the, the individuals who helped shape my communication early on, I would say. Mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So when you recognize, because where you, the woman that you are today is not the woman you were maybe even a year ago. You know, like we're constantly, when you are on a pursuit of purpose, you are continually evolving. You will continue to grow because you're looking to maximize your output of who you are as a person and becoming the best version of you that you possibly can be. So based off of your influences of how you communicated to where you are today, are there any aspects of your communication where you see there's a need for you to even evolve even further in your communication, just based off of where you desire to go? Oh yeah. I I totally believe in, uh, improvement, performance improvement, right? So how can I be better? And I'm always thinking about leveling up. And for me, leveling up is seeing my imprint of leadership in others. It's not me. It's seeing the fruit of the work that I do in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. So the more clear I can be, I mean, in, in the work that I do every day, I support women advancing their purpose in the workplace and in life. Um, through the She's community, and we do an online program called the Brand Leadership Institute. And so just last week, we had women graduate, and to see them stand in their purpose, to talk about their why and how they've used this and how they've advanced their career and how they're helping their family, that to me is my proudest moment, you know, to Mm -hmm. see them living into the words that I've spoken, not my life, but their life just on their next level. So for me, my goal is to continue to challenge myself to do that more and better with others. Um, We're literally right now revamping our curriculum um, for 2021. So I'm taking what we did and I'm like, how do I better communicate this? How do I better illustrate what this concept means so people know how to apply it to their lives? Where is there an application gap? What does that look? So I'm literally working my communication into this content to empower someone else to use it faster and go further than I did. So mm. to me, that's a constant pursuit, right? And that is only driven, as you said, from purpose. It's not money. It's not notoriety. It's, it's none of these things. It's like, this is my why. So I want to leave this earth with my why having been complete. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's the saying, um, the truth hurts and I believe quite the opposite. The truth helps. And when we're able to be truthful with ourselves, we are laying a foundation for some serious healing, some serious development, um, and also just the the pulling down of these thoughts, these vain imaginations that we get throughout our life when we start having these open and honest communications with our own selves. You know, back to when, you know, you get with Will at 1145 at night trying to have this conversation and then being able to walk away from that and have the conversation the next day or even as you lay there and ponder that moment and said, Melissa, now, what was you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 
you that was just wild what you just did. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so having those conversations are necessary. What is the toughest conversation you've ever had to have with yourself? Mm, there's been a lot. Um, I'm going to choose one. I think, um, yeah, so this, this is a good one. When I was single, um, I really, really had a good life. And I think on the outside, people would say, oh, you know, she's doing her thing, traveling, getting to do this, meet these people, so on and so forth. And the hard conversation, the hard conversation that I had to have myself is not only did I not want to be single the rest of my life, but did I want to do the work to become a wife? Mm. And did I, I, I knew I wanted to be married, but did I want to do the work? to change my life and my lifestyle mm-hmm. to make room for partnership. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at a table with several girlfriends, having this conversation. And one of them recommended a book to me and she was single at the time. The other one was married and it was myself. And we were talking about dating and the lights and all of that. And she said, well, you can take this book cause I can't do it. And, and it was literally challenging women who were single to really step it up and look at themselves in terms of what they needed to change. And I was like, well, I'll take it. And I read the book and it, I was stepping on my toes. And I said, okay, I need to put myself through boot camp. I, if I really want this, then I need to do some things to work through what that would look like mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, I can no longer sleep with my laptop. I was an entrepreneur in my, next to my bed, <laughs> in my bed with my laptop. Like, I mean, like, I would just go up and like start working, right? <laughs> And it was like, no, you can't do that anymore, you know? And so I had to learn that if I really wanted it, how did I, did I really want it? Or that is not what I thought it was going to give me. Was I mm-hmm. going to be what he needed me to be, whoever that he was going to be? And so that was a tough conversation. And quite honestly, I think if I had not had that conversation, um, I might still be single. Mm-hmm. So when you had that conversation with yourself, did it yield immediate results or did it take some time for you to process and for that to sink in and for you to say, you know what, I'm making that change for my life because I desire to be a married woman. It's interesting. So I've had this common theme of 90 day plans in my life and I live by them <laughs> every time. So I said, I'm going to put my, and I did this, I did this for my business. I do it in my business. If you go through the BLI, you know the 90-day plan. I did it for fertility. I did it for marriage. And so I put myself, it was, uh, the, the, let's see, I got married in 2013. It was 2012. It was this, like maybe May of 2012. And so I put myself through this boot camp. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I started going on dates by myself. I started cooking because I was not practicing cooking a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started cooking. Um I started um, really getting deeper in the word with me, just with my relationship with God. Um, I competed in my first fitness competition because I, I, I had been so work focused. I hadn't taken the time to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did some other things that the book talked about, which actually proved to work. It was, it was pretty amazing about how women interact with men. And I'll just tell you a quick story because it was hilarious. So the whole <laughs> the theme of the book was that like, 
you know, women who are tend to be, you know, professional type A person tend to be more aggressive, right? They, they, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to kill to eat. Like that's what you do as an entrepreneur. So you tend to take that into relationships with men. And if men like to pursue, so you got to mm-hmm. learn how to reverse that energy, right? That you come in and you're just like, oh, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to go get your number. No, if he was a pursuer, he's going to want to pursue you. So mm-hmm. she had this rule called the five second rule which was if you're interested in someone, you see them in the room, you look towards them and look eye to eye contact for five seconds. You don't break eye contact. Tommy, that's a long time to look at someone that you don't know, smiling like you're doing and just smiling (laughs) for like five seconds. Just just looking, you can't say nothing. You just look and smile for five seconds. And I was petrified doing that. I was like, this is crazy. But I would practice. I would practice it like at the gym. I practiced it at the gym. So I was one time on a treadmill and I'm just walking. And I mean, I had nothing else to do. So I saw this guy. I looked at him for five seconds, just straight smiling. He went from way over there in the corner to the next corner to next. He's at the treadmill next to me. So we start mm. talking and he says, hey, how, um, what are you doing tonight? And again, I'm practicing, right? So I said, oh, I'm not doing anything. He says, well, you want to go to dinner after the gym? I said, sure. So we go to dinner. And I'm practicing, you know, and I said, so what made you come over? He says, I mean, you looked at me for like five seconds. (laughs) I was doing all these things, practicing. And, and, and I told my girlfriend, I said, listen, this is, let's hang out. Like, this is my last single, like, this is my last, I call it my last single summer. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, well, you don't even have a boyfriend. I said, well, we're just going to put this plan in action. I'm going to be married. I'm going to be. And so literally I met my husband in October of that um of that year and we were engaged in six weeks and married in nine months so um i didn't control when i would meet him but i did say i put the plan in place and and that plan took some time but it was really i think me being ready Mm -hmm. i love i love that story (laughs) um you know i love being married and i got married really early in life i was 19 when i got married and sometimes when i'm talking with young ladies who are single and their life is not conducive for marriage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much pressure on women to that you have to, in order for you to be a woman, a strong woman, like there's certain ways you have to live your wife in order to continue to project that and to own that strongness Mm -hmm. as a woman. And, putting your stake in the ground that I am um, not going to become something just to become something else. Mm -hmm. In order to get married, there are some adjustments that both individuals have to make. This is not a one-sided situation. Um, But as a woman, you know, I can't speak for Troy and what he needed to do. But as a woman, I definitely was in tune with What things are happening in his life that already bring him joy? What things in him in his life are already proven to work well in, you know, having a good relationship with him? And so I did look to his relationship with his grandmother and how, you know, the things that were taking place in in their relationship together that brought joy to him. And so when I got married, I carried those things over into the relationship in my way. You know, I wasn't trying to be grandma. That's gross. But, (laughs) you know, just making sure that 
I was continuing to do things that would give life to him. And sometimes I think that women are, there's this barrier that they're putting up with an attempt to be what society is demanding of women to be. And you really got to be comfortable in your own skin to say, this is what I desire. Like for you, even at that table with your girlfriends, your one girlfriend's like, nope, this is not for me, but you wanted it. And you did what was necessary to get it. It's no different than a career path that you're pursuing. You have to make adjustments to get that. So when you want something in life, you need to figure out what does it require in order for me to get that. So I love that. I love that you were willing to do what was necessary. And in the process, you you didn't say you lost Melissa. You said that you were developing Melissa. You were bringing some more assets and putting some more tools into the, into the toolbox. So I love that. And I think, you know, to add on to that, we, that's the hard conversation because mm-hmm. you got to be vulnerable enough and humble enough to say, there's something more. There's something I can do better. Maybe I missed it. You know, what, what is it that I am not really being truthful about? So Mm -hmm. it does go back to this hard conversation because again, this is not what everybody sees. This is what you know to be true. That's happening in your head and your heart. People have no idea. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, You know, women in general, but specifically black women, um, when we are in professional settings and even sometimes around our peers, we tend to make our conversation and what we're looking to communicate palatable for other people so they'll receive it. You know, you and I both admittedly said we're very direct communicators. And so if you're in a room with other people and you're wanting to have a conversation Sometimes we'll pull back that directness in an effort to be pleasing to the people that are in the room. What would you share with black women about being able to communicate what is necessary and being in a room and being confident in who they are and not having to leave pieces of who they are outside the door? I think it starts with embracing being different and not only embracing being different, but the perspective that difference is valuable. Mm-hmm. Difference adds more value. And, you know, I've been in many different settings where I've been the only one, the only black woman, the only woman, um, the only person from this particular industry or that. And I find that when I, I found that when I embraced the fact that if I was the only one, I got excited because that meant mm-hmm. I could be different, which yes. means I'm going to in, intentionally stand out. If you look at, you know, that bouquet of flowers, they're beautiful. But what stands out to me is the white because it looks different than the darker colors, right? It stands mm-hmm. out, it pops. And so I think we like to pop with our wardrobe, with our hair, with our jewelry, you know, the outside things. But when it comes to our voice, sometimes we'll let that sit back. And so I just think it's a mind shift when you realize like your difference is what is missing and what's needed and embracing that and then owning it, you will stand out. And I think that's, that's to me is the, the, the light switch that I had to go through that then made me realize like, as if I'm the only one, that means I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, I love that. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you think... It's so difficult for us to be attuned with ourselves in that way, you know, where we the process of making it and 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 getting to a place where you feel like you're successful. We can get muddled down and completely forget about who we are. You know, like you just lose yourself in that whole process because you're so it's constantly trying to, you know, make it in whatever sector of life it is you're trying to thrive in and be successful in. Why do you think it's so difficult for us to be, you know, aware of ourselves in that way? We haven't spent enough time with ourselves. We haven't spent enough time listening and clarifying the voice that we're listening to. You know, I always go back to my faith and my and my walk with God because that's where I get my clarity of why mm-hmm. I'm here. And that's that grounding. But I will give you an example. When I left to start my business, at the time I was working for, you know, a very well-known corporation. And I was living in a city where everyone in that, many, many, many people in that city 
worked for that company. And so when I left, I think, I, I can't tell you the number of people who asked me, am I going to be okay? <laughs> How are you going to, are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it? You know, and literally as if my identity had become that organization, that company. Mm-hmm. And I realized very quickly, if I was going to survive as an entrepreneur, I was going to have to cocoon myself. I was going to have to really get in a place where everything around me was focused on my vision and my purpose because the other voices were coming to distract me or discourage me Mm. because they were going to tell me what I was supposed to be and what I could be and what I couldn't be if I wasn't attached to these other identities, right? Mm -hmm. So I think part of why we are where we are as women is women of color specifically because there's so many people who have labels for who we are, what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. And until we really, and it's hard work because you've got to really get to that knowing that you know that you know, so that you can go forward in confidence. Not that you know it all. Like I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know if I was even going to survive, right? As an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. But I knew that I got clarity of what I was supposed to be doing and I was going to pursue that. And in that instance, I even ended up moving out of that city because I needed another place to go where I could be in an environment where other entrepreneurs and I could begin to thrive and feel mm-hmm. like this was not my only bubble, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. you got to move, but you definitely cannot lose sight of that vision and purpose and mission because that's really what's going to ground you and help you push forward. Mm-hmm. What do you need to tell Melissa today? I think I need to tell Melissa today to be honest with yourself. Keep being honest with yourself. Keep checking where you are and being honest with yourself and not to um, compromise that. Mm -hmm. Not to compromise that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really believe that when we master our internal conversations, the external conversations come easy mm-hmm. because we will always, in my opinion, be our toughest critics, mm-hmm. be our, you know, sternest judges, you know, everything about our life. We keep it under the microscope, you That's know, right. from our physical appearance to our productivity and our output, all of that stuff. We are the ones that do the greatest harm to ourselves. And so, you know, even the conversation about being honest, also extending grace to yourself Mm -hmm. and loving yourself and being patient with yourself and understanding towards yourself and making sure that we're also encouraging ourselves and telling ourselves when we are doing a good job, Mm -hmm. you know, like, That's so important, like, because when you do it for yourself, then you're not starving for other people to do it for you. When you acknowledge, you know, how wonderful you are, or if you acknowledge, girl, you got some work to do. Mm -hmm. All of that goes hand in hand with you loving yourself to life first and not relying on other people to do that. So when you go into rooms and go into spaces to have conversations you say it willingly and freely because you done already did all of that work with yourself and you know who you are. You stepping in there fully confident and it's go time. And so whatever's necessary to say to get what needs to be done, done, 
you do that because you done already put in the work with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is work. It is work. Even all of that, the grace, the loving on you, that's work. Because it's not something that comes a lot of times intuitively for us. Critiquing us does. You know, we're quick to critique ourselves and each other. But loving on yourself, that's work. Absolutely. So we're down to our last question. What would you tell your younger self about speaking up and saying what's on your mind? Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just say it. <laughs> say it, Melissa. Say it. Just say it. Yeah, because I, I, I would bite my tongue. I told you I was always awkward in front of people and talking, and I would just say, just say it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get a chance to talk about um, the uh, She Sweet Community Podcast. I know mm-hmm. that's something that you have uh, recently launched. So before you sign off, we sign off. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? And also please share with us about the She Sweet Community Podcast and how people can stay in contact with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so, I love the shared sisterhood and I love real conversations and us coming together to solve big problems. So we've launched the She Sweet Community Podcast and it's really about bringing together women at all levels and challenging us to level up in our career and our life and leveraging the idea of personal brand and authenticity as creating that point of difference and living that life with intention and purpose. So um, they, any of your listeners can go to the shesweetcommunity.com. Um, That's where you can see our podcast and would love to have you join us. Absolutely. I'm already, I'm already there. So I don't need that call to action. We're going to have you come on. So you can talk and share with us um, your story. We have to reciprocate. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not one of those. If, if I have someone that's in my circle, one, I'm, I am cheering them on, but if they have things that they're doing, I'm not just like, Oh girl, that's nice. No, you have to intentionally support what they're doing so they can be successful. And I mean, come on, people. It's action. Love is action. When you love and you care about people, supporting them requires you to take action. And so, girl, I'm already there. Um, And, you know, I am a fan of yours. You have spoken life into me on many occasions. We've known each other for a very, very long time. And I want you to know that I am so proud of the work that you're doing and your commitment to continuing to be the champion for women everywhere and supporting them and really challenging them to be their best selves. I want you to know that, uh, Melissa, I really am proud of you. Oh, well, thank you. It's a love fest. I'm proud of you and I'm grateful for you. I mean, you've served as an example, a prayer partner, a friend, um, someone who is just, when I think of Tommy, I think of a rod, like you are strong and you are like just solid. And it's very rare you find solid people these days. It's a lot easier to be superficial. And so Mm -hmm. I I love you for that. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for taking your seat at my table today. And thank you for sharing with the listeners, our community of listeners, um, food for their souls. I know that they have received some nuggets, some takeaways that ultimately when they apply them, their life will transform. And so I value that. And thank you so much for taking your seat at the table. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It went by so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Special thanks to my guest, Melissa Dawn Simpkins. You can find out more about her She Suite by visiting her website, melissadawnsimpkins.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Melissa Dawn Simpkins, on Twitter at the MDS brand, or on Facebook and LinkedIn at her full name, Melissa Dawn Simpkins. Don't be shy, y'all. Let me know what you think. Apple listeners, don't forget to rate and review. It means a lot. You can also talk to me directly on Instagram at Chef Tommy V. And that's Tommy with an I. Don't wait until the next episode. Connect with me anytime. You will always have a seat with your name on it at my table. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.